Well, what a wonderful joy to be with you this morning, and thanks you for coming to uh, Nazarene Mission Service, and this is Faith Promise, and we, we really expect God to do some pretty amazing things today. Uh, 70,000 goal of uh, finance this morning for, or through this year for missions, and uh, Mark, you talk about Dominican Republic, because of an offering just like this, we were able to enter into the Dominican Republic, and uh, we've got a Dominican too. Uh, our son John, who's a medical doctor, born in Dominican Republic, we pioneered the work there. And maybe we had something to do with uh, your, your son. So in that, in, in the connections are just absolutely awesome to see how God works and how he uses each one of us. This is an incredible church. Do you know that? Amen. Well, a few of you know that. <laughs> You've been involved in missions, and you have made incredible sacrifice, and many of you have been out on the field. I just want to just stop and just pause and say thank you for doing God's plan. I thought about just asking you to just pause and say to the next person, you know, this is not about us. It's about him. Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. Missions is not about us. As a matter of fact, even going to church is not about us. It's about him. And it's about our relationship with him and when you go all the way back to the beginning, God created Adam and Eve because he wanted a people not to be puppets, but he wanted a people who would love him. And just skipping the Old Testament, come to the New Testament. God sent who? Some of you know who? Jesus. Not because he wanted Jesus to sacrifice, but he sent his son Jesus because it just didn't work in the Old Testament. Just because the relationship just, you know, people are with the sin and the sin principle, people need a Savior. And Jesus really becomes the Savior of the world. And he gave his life that you could be in church in Xenia, Ohio this morning. But he gave his life so that everybody in the whole world could know. You know, there are 6.8 billion population of the world. They tell us that more than half of the people this morning in this world in which we live, more than half of the people have no idea that Jesus is the Savior and that they could call upon his name and they could confess their sins and they could become believers in Jesus Christ and be forgiven of their sins. Isn't that just tragic? And yet when 
Jesus gives us the great commission, which is not the great suggestion. It is God's great commission because this was right at the heart of God. When God sent his son Jesus, it was for a purpose, to give his life for all mankind. But his whole purpose was then to invest himself into 12 apostles and then the disciples and then his church and equip the church to go, or as the scripture says, as Greek says, as you are going, make disciples. And it's not just around our church, but it's in the whole world. And as you're marking right now the first day of the future of this church, I just uh, want to say thanks for what you've done in missions, but if you really intend to build a great church, build it on missions because this is the heart of God. And missions uh, really starts around us. Acts 1-8 gives you the scope of uh, you shall receive weakness after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and then you will be my sitters. Hello? Are you still out there? What does it say? You shall receive what? Power. Few over here know. Do you know? You shall receive what? Power. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and then you will be my witnesses. Where? Jerusalem. And that's not Israel. That's right around you. So mission starts right here. And it really covers all of the languages and uh, and all of the cultures and our responsibility is not to have a, a, a church of just a certain section of people, but our doors and our homes and our message is open to every person around us. And then it does not stop there. It goes to the whole world. And so you have a mission. Now, you have a mission here at this local church, but do you know that you have what we call global mission? It used to be world mission. Global mission is your mission, which uh, we give to uh, what we call World Evangelism Fund, which uh, is what Faith Promise is all about, is to help us to understand what is the scope that we've been giving for? And why, why do we do all of this? First of all, it's because it's God's plan. It's not the Church of the Nazarene's plan. It's God's plan. It's what he wants every one of us to get involved in. Every believer in Jesus Christ has a responsibility of being missionary or being in mission uh, in Jerusalem, around you, and it goes to the whole world. Otherwise, how will the whole world know? You ever read Romans 10? Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you believe that? Got a few amens over here. Do you believe that? Why? Because it's God's plan. But how will they call upon him in whom they have not heard? 
And yet when we talk about the 6.8 billion and the half of the population that have no idea how will they hear unless we in Xenia have missionaries and we have a system to be able to help them to understand and to hear. So, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and how will they call upon him who they've not heard, and how will they hear unless someone goes and preaches, and how will they go and preach unless somebody sins? Some of us can go, but it takes all of us to sin. You see, you just connect the dots here. This is God's plan to reach the whole world. Well, you have a mission. You are right now in this morning preaching in 156 world areas. Isn't that great? It's not Xenia. It's not about you. It's not about this local church. It's about what you're doing around the world in cooperating with the very plan of God and 156 world areas. And my 17 years as director of uh, world mission, we've gone into uh, 54 new countries officially. But we're also, in addition to the 156, we are working in 14 additional countries this morning, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I heard a little story the other day. Uh, this is kind of amazing how it all works, that a person from Thailand went to a nearby country that I won't mention uh, because I think this is being taped and so forth. And, and uh, he's got now, uh, this young guy has 14 house churches, underground churches in this other country. And we didn't give him permission. Isn't that terrible? But God is doing amazing things. Do you know that you're preaching in Pakistan this morning? One of those easy countries, you know, incredible movement of God. 41 years ago, when I got into, started into missions, uh, first of all, suffering in the Virgin Islands, tough assignment. Uh, but then they sent us to the Dominican. Now, uh, well, that was a wonderful sign, assignment as well. But uh, 41 years ago, I began to dream about movements of God. And do you know that it took us by 1980 in world mission to reach 181,000 members. Now, if you go back all the way back to 1908 when our church began, we already had missions and missionaries uh, with some of those groups. But just imagine, by 1980, 181,000 members. In the last four years, we've had a net gain of 436,000 members in the Church of the Nazarene. Amen? Amen? 
So something's happening. God's doing amazing things. And it's, it's, this past year was our greatest year in history with over 1,300 churches organized and with uh, 113,000 net gain in membership and a lot more than that uh, received into membership. And, and it's, it's just amazing how God is working and yet your church is seeing incredible movements. You could put them right down in the book of Acts. And you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Kind of like we're, re we're writing the next chapter of the book of Acts. Pakistan's one of those countries. And I don't have time to tell the whole story except last year we only organized 93 churches in Pakistan. Just an easy country. Bangladesh is another one of those uh, countries, uh, about 150 million people in Bangladesh, about the size of uh, California, and uh, it's, uh, it's just a, a God thing, what's happening there with churches multiplying, and I think they organized this year uh, 385 new churches in Bangladesh, uh, not an easy country. Uh, Nepal, five years, 60 churches, and movement in India. Do you know that though in the last five years we've had 49 martyrs, Nazarene martyrs, and that uh, really awakens you to the fact that when you receive a video from the, uh, the people of a certain country, and they're sending a message to us in the Church of the Nazarene, and they have a nine-month-old uh, uh, who is a worker called to preach, but a nine-month-old young man in the Lord, and uh, they get to try to get him to recant, and when he doesn't, uh, they lean him over and cut off his head right in the video and send it to us. That's the world we live in. But did you know that in Sudan, we probably have uh, 300,000 uh, members in preparation. Uh, we'll show the Jesus film to 10,000 people one night. We've got five workers there, just as an example. And you give an invitation for people to come to Christ and all 10,000 people move forward. Kind of gives you a little bit of a challenge, Pastor Mark. God's doing amazing things. Places like uh, another country in that particular area where 95% of the believers are Nazarene. Uh, but uh, if uh, if if I could uh, tell you some of the stories that are happening there, you would be absolutely amazed. And we're very careful that we don't uh, tell those stories publicly because we don't want to put our people in any more danger than they are. Uh, but places like Ethiopia, where it's not an easy country, but a movement of God is taking place. One old guy several years ago, uh, he's a farmer. He still plows with an oxen, a little bit different than some of you Ohio farmers. 
Uh, he's, uh, I don't know, he must be 81, 82 by now, and he still plows with an oxen, and he's, a, he's an evangelist, and he's a church planter, and, and he has this prayer mountain, and he goes up on this prayer mountain, and he spent three, four days at a time, and several years ago, he was up on this prayer mountain, and and he was praying for Ethiopia, and he was praying for a revival in Ethiopia, and he opened his eyes, and he sees a flame going across the valley as he's overlooking the valley of southern Ethiopia. And God said, I'm going to bring great revival to this land. Well, it is revival. God is moving. Hundreds of churches are being planted every year. Uh, my last trip there, we drove five hours to Owasu, and then the next day we drove four more hours into the middle of nowhere. You ever been to nowhere? Uh, I mean, when I looked around the mountains around, I could see a few houses. We stopped along the side of the road, and there were about 800 Nazarenes uh, on a little slope there right beside the, the dirt road. Uh, they had built a mud uh, church, and they had already been there a couple of days. They were there uh, uh, studying the doctrine and studying holiness and studying how to preach and, and how to uh, do church planting. And, and I had the privilege that afternoon of preaching to these 800 people. And when uh, I was talking about uh, kind of one of those shotgun sermons where I, I started from A to Z and, and, uh, and, and I was focusing in on church planting. And when I finished, I, I just gave an invitation. I said, now, everybody who's willing to start a new church, I want you to stand. Everybody stood, including the teenagers. And I said to Howie Shute, I said, Howie, uh, help me here. Did they not understand me? He said, oh, yeah, they understood you. He said, we've not told them it's not their responsibility to start a new church, and we don't want them to find out. <laughs> I said, how did you get so far into nowhere in such a short time? And he said, well, it's really simple. Back there where the revival started, we would go, uh, our people would go to the next village and they would preach and they would start a church and uh, then that village would go to the next village and, and it, just, it just began to do like popcorn all over and we're four more hours beyond here. A movement of God. Places like uh, old, old countries for us, like Mozambique where the movement of God is taking place. And, and literally, I've been telling them in Africa that maybe Africa will be the first region that will literally become a movement of God. And we could see the book of Acts stuff happening there. And it is absolutely amazing to see the hand of God upon these places. Healings. Last time I was in India... I was uh, doing a workshop on each one win one multiplication evangelism. And, and I said to one of the uh, district superintendents, I said, would you come up here and tell us what's happening on your district? And 
he began to talk about, well, uh, this is happening and these people are getting saved. We're showing the Jesus film. We're doing evangelism. And he said, uh, it, it's just one of, those, uh, one of those movements where God is taking over. And, and he said, people are getting healed. He said, matter of fact, uh, and he called uh, uh, one of his pastors up and he said, come up here and tell us about uh, what happened in a certain Jesus film showing. And and the pastor came up and he said, well, we had this guy who had smelly tumors all over his body. They were so bad that he had to leave home. His family couldn't stand to be around him because of the smell. He spent all of the money that he could on doctors and they gave him no hope. And this night, he's now living in the streets, and this night, he, he sees this screen, and from a distance, he, he, and he's never seen a screen like this before, and he's never seen a, a film. He's never seen the Jesus film, and, and he didn't know even who Jesus is, but he begins to listen, and he begins to come closer and closer and he finally got up enough courage, and he's looking at this Jesus, and he's healing people, and he's touching people, and, and, uh, and he's hearing the story of Jesus, that he came into the world to die for him. And he sees him put on the cross. And at the end of the service, this guy comes up to one of the lay people, and the lay people, a lay person called his pastor over. And this guy says, I want to meet that man. And the pastor explained that it was a film. And he explained who Jesus was. And prayed and he received Christ that night. And he laid his hands on him where people wouldn't even get close to him, but he laid his hands on his head that night and he prayed that God would heal him. Do you believe God heals? Yes. And the man left. They didn't see him for a week. And when he came back the next week, he was healed from the top of his head to the tip of his toes. And he gave a piece of property right next to his house, and they planted the church of the Nazarene. That's what God is doing in missions. And we have an opportunity in faith promise to be able to give so that this work can go on. We support 714 uh, missionaries in some way or another. Uh, don't know if you know it, but uh, we've had a little bit of the economy problem. Probably not in Ohio, but uh, in missions we have. I've cut out uh, $6 million out of $27 million in, in uh, world mission uh, in our budget in the last two, three years. And it may be that we're going to have to cut out another $2 million. Matter of fact, uh, we're cutting at uh, our international headquarters in Kansas City. We're cutting $3 million just out of uh, our headquarters and probably going to have to uh, let go 
30 to 40 people within uh, the next uh, couple months. So we've got a little bit of a crisis going on. But faith promise not only keeps missionaries, and about 60% of our budget goes to support missionaries, but we're supporting uh, hundreds of districts. Matter of fact, in the Church of the Nazarene, we have 339 districts. I have uh, the world divided into six regions and uh, 41 fields, 339 districts, and we have over 26,000 churches of the Nazarene around the world. This is how Jesus talked about the Great Commission. And this is how we've organized in the Church of the Nazarene to be able to reach as many people in the world that we possibly can. But faith promise makes a difference. And if it weren't for faith promise, we wouldn't have this work. If it weren't for you, you wouldn't, uh, giving to missions, you wouldn't have uh, this kind of mission program in the Church of the Nazarene that you can call yours and you wouldn't be making the difference in the lives of thousands of people every year. And I really plead with you this morning. Let's keep our missionaries on the field. Now, the McLeans, maybe, they, they, you know, I'm sending their kids to Africa, so I'm surprised that they even speak to me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sending your grandkids to Africa and you're happy about it, uh, it's kind of amazing. But, they won't be able to go unless people like you give. And faith promise is not something that we just have left over in our pocket for probably most of us don't have it. But faith promise is a promise to God by faith that he will give us or help us to earn or help us to get through the year that's above what we could give. It's a promise by faith. And we're trying to raise $70,000 this morning to be able to keep the, all of this mission going around the world. And Nazarenes like you around the world will join together. And I plead with you, help us to reach the world. Or in another sense, let us help you reach the world for Christ and that we could be reaching other Dominicans. And, and uh, last time I was in Dominican a few months ago, I mean, I was with the leaders and amazing services uh, with people at the altar and people committed to go and, and start new churches and, and reach the Dominicans for Christ. That kind of thing is happening. I just came back from uh, Belize and uh, Jamaica, and the same thing happened. And, and I tell you, people have a vision for reaching the world. What's God saying to you? Uh, when our daughter came back uh, from uh, Ecuador, where we lived, and she began her college 
she got her first job. She uh, was working at the school, and she didn't quite have this uh, American culture all figured out. You probably don't either, but she <laughs> she didn't really didn't have it figured out, and uh, she got her first check, and it was $199.90 some cents. She was pretty aggravated they didn't give her the other pennies. And uh, when she called us, she said, uh, Dad, Mom, the first thing I did was I took my tithe. And gave it to the church. And then I took another 5% and I gave to Faith Promise because I want to see missions spread around the world so others can hear. I said, yes, it works. Faith promises about giving what he's going to give you so that you could give more to keep spreading the church around the world. People that you will never see, you will impact and reach for Christ. Let's change the world for Jesus. Amen. I wasn't raised in a Nazarene home. And there came a day and a time when I entered the ministry that I had to uh, throw my hat in some ring somewhere. And one of the reasons I chose to throw it in the Nazarene ring was because of our efforts in global evangelism. You compare all denominations, and we are right near the top of the list in whatever category you want to be able to make that list out of denominations that support work abroad. And I don't take my duty lightly when I ask for your money. But I'm asking for it now. It's a great privilege to be able to ask for it because I know the recipients of your gifts are going to be able to hear the same life-changing message that I've heard. And just maybe their life can be changed like mine was on August 29th, 1993. I, it's a privilege to ask for your giving because of that. But it's also a privilege to be able to ask for your giving because I know I'm asking for you to be able to put yourself in position for God to be able to bless you as well. <laughs> because God says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, a full measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. With the measure you use, it'll be measured right back to you. Friends, um, I believe in the work of the Church of the Nazarene, and I want to be able to encourage you to be able to support her. I would like, I would like for us to be all in on this. Whether that means $2 weekly for you or whether that may mean $30 weekly for you. 
Can we be all in? Can we be uh, from 2011 and beyond the same church that has believed and had a heart for missions that we have been in our history? And that would start today. And you've got in your bulletin sheet of paper. If you don't have one of these, I think that we have some that we can be able to give you. Do you does anyone have a, not have one of these? Would you raise your hand? This is self-explanatory. You see a place for your name to be written there and a place for your address and also a place for your faith promise pledge. And you can mark down X amount weekly, X amount uh, monthly, however you want to do that, whether it's a one-time gift, doesn't make any difference. I'd ask you to be able to consider this and to be able to continue to help to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, as Dr. Bussell has told you, in over 150 world areas, some of which we cannot even mention their names because of the sensitivity of the political climate. Would you continue to be able to send those people? Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Understand it's something of a tradition of this church to be able to come and to be able to lay these at the altar. So as some music is being played and you're doing whatever God is, is instructing you to do, you'd be able to come and slip out and lay this down face down right at the altar and return to your seats. I have the uh, honor and the pleasure uh, to be the first one today that will lay one down at the altar. And I ask for your giving as well. And I want to take just a moment to pray and ask for God to give us wisdom on this. Father God, we all know that our giving is not a financial matter. It's a matter of trust. It's not a matter of how much money is in the checking account or how much my income is. It's a matter of what you can do through us. So Father, right now, I pray that you would help each one of us as we make a faith promise pledge. And Father, I pray for these I pray that you would take these gifts and that you would multiply them and that you would continue the movement that has been happening in many world areas now through the church of the Nazarene. And in Jesus' name, amen. Would you take a moment, fill this out, and as you feel led, would you come lay it face down on the altar, please? Would you gather those up? And I just want to pray for these real quickly, please. And, and just ask God's blessing and favor upon these. And uh, these commitments, these gifts, they represent lives that will be touched. And lives that will be changed. And these are not just little slips of paper. Thank you. For all I know, this... Maybe more Christopher's in the DR. Father God, we ask you to take these pledges, these commitments. We thank you for them. We thank you for the faithfulness of your people. Now we'd ask you to take what is just mere money, 
but use it in an eternal and life-changing way. Whether that be through a Jesus film or that would be through some compassionate ministry or that would be through some preacher or someone discipling someone, Father, we ask that you would take just mere money and use it for eternal good. And I pray in faith that the money that is pledged here will be used so that some people, one, five, ten people, will be in the kingdom because of these gifts. Thank you, Father, for your people. Would you bless them as they've attempted to bless your heart? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we stand together and receive the benediction, please? Go in the knowledge this morning that the God who came still comes and the God who sent still sends. Blessings to you.